On this week's Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap week 13, and we go into our usual segments of Performance of the Week, Nathan Peterman Award, Stock Up, Stock Down, and preview week 14. And end things as always with our two-minute drill. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Third and Forever Football Podcast. Today is December 9th. It is a Wednesday. Uh, I'm your host, Adam Laws, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, how are we doing this week? Uh, I'm, I'm going to bounce that right back to you. I feel like you need that question a lot more than I do. I had about 10 <laughs> seconds of like, oh no, should I be worried? And then a 77-yard Aaron Jones touchdown run, and that was... I mean, I as far as my team goes, that was all I had. So how how are you? Uh, did you put it your was hands a roller in coaster the air? of emotions? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was it was a roller coaster. Um, but what I will say is, I don't think, and you can attest to it because mm-hmm. you experienced this. I don't think that there's really ever been, at least as long as we've been doing this a friskier one-win team than the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. Holy shit. I think that's like, fair. I didn't really realize it because I don't really watch them that much. But, I mean, they are in close games with good teams. Like, it's, you know, they're they they, they they're competitive. Like, they're, mm-hmm. I guess, doing what you'd want in a tank. Like, they well, haven't you, really had too many games the where last, they get killed. Yeah, you look at the last five weeks. So these are all losses, obviously. But three points yeah. to the Vikings, two points to the Browns. 24 to the Steelers, that's the lone standout, 4 to the Packers, yep. 2 to the Texans. So it's like, yeah. I mean, most and even of then, those before are that, only 10 They're to all the Chargers, score. too. Yeah, it, it's it's weird, and it's like, and I And they think, beat the Colts week one, and they I, lost I think the that Glennon is, is the perfect tank quarterback, because he can yeah. almost do it, you know? Like, he's so close. Are we, sh- are we sure that's not, like, modern, like, today's... Like post Super Bowl, Matt Ryan. Are we sure? No, that's not him. It, it, Matt Ryan. Would he need moves to do... so similar, though. They, like they're very similar, weird. but Glennon has the giraffe neck that allows him to see farther. So I, so I think Matt it's a little Ryan. bit of an advantage. Matt it's Ryan's not got like a lank neck. No, but they're like Pokemon. They're like Glennon is like the yes. third stage where he's got the longest neck by a little bit. Like <laughs> Matt Ryan is the middle where you could tell it's like it's longer than it should be, but it's not quite yeah. as long as Mike. You like look at like Mike Glennon. Two, it's they're bad. not very mobile. Yeah, they kind of move around the pocket the same way. Like I swear to God, they weird. cut off the top of Mike Glennon's head in like the little like picture of him in the fantasy football apps like his neck is just it starts and it just doesn't stop he's six seven that's insane that is like fucking wild I, I just don't think of him and i'm like really really tall i want to see a game with mike glennon versus like kyler murray that would be that would be oh just excellent <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so um let's just while we're here Let's go right into the Vikings Jags game. Um, Justin Jefferson so only this, averaging two yards a carry. Are you uh, are you worried about that? No, uh, I would be um, pretty worried. But like, so in this game, like, uh, I I think this showed like a lot. Of, like, it was an ugly 
ugly win, which I'm okay with because so many we've had so many ugly losses this year. Or like you know, we the Vikings seem to have they have like these kind of weird games. They really haven't had a comfortable win. Their most comfortable win probably was the Lions a handful of weeks back. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, they've been like close, close games, and it's like because our defense is usually kind of by the skin of our teeth. And, and the, I, I think that kind of was the case today. I mean, yeah, we got Glennon twice, but I think that was more so like we kind of got bailed out with him missing some wide open dudes. Um, I was terrified about James Robinson, but mm. you know, I like the, the way this game started with the tipped ball that ended up in LaVisca Chenault Jr.'s hands in the end zone. Yeah, that was, that was their first touchdown. Like, <laughs> I mean, there were so many weird things that well, happened. And, and, and saying tipped doesn't do it justice because it skimmed no. off a dude's shoulder. Like, that wasn't even like someone hit it and someone else caught it. It was like, you know, a Madden glitch. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, Just... yeah, it did. It did. Like, that should not have happened. And I was like, I mean, I was in disbelief because I, like, I saw it and I was like, all right, there's, the receiver's not catching it. And then all of a sudden I see Chenault, like, dancing in the end zone with the ball i'm like what the hell just happened and like you know i don't know it was weird but yeah um just justin jefferson is is very good at football um i don't really think that like this this rookie receiver class i know you hate me that me saying this but like it's just objectively true oh no it's is really really good. really yeah. good like it's insane. Like I mean, this rivals. I, it it makes me sad, but I, I can't dispute it. You know, it's it's yeah. a, it's an objective fact that there are six or seven guys in this class that are going to be impactful for a while. Oh, absolutely. And like the thing is, I watch this game, and I'm like, I I don't really think, or I watch Justin Jefferson more specifically. He doesn't really do things like a rookie. Like he's, which is even more so impressive. The fact that he didn't have preseason, they didn't have like the OTAs. So it's like you'd expect maybe a little bit slower getting up to speed, especially receivers kind of typically. I know we said this in the beginning of the year, typically take a little bit. Um, but I mean, he's on a historic pace for a rookie. And like, I'm obviously thrilled we didn't tread well this one. Um, I think I saw a stat where uh, he's. He Treadwell's numbers his rookie year he's just absolutely shattered not mm-hmm. hard to do but it's I mean it's it's great I mean it, it's it's it, really cool it reminds me it's of the nice meme where it's like you know like the I think it, I forget what movie it's from but it's like you know the Vikings are, uh, are are like oh Justin Jefferson's on pace for like a million yards and then the other team's like Jalen Rager's barely playing and the Packers are like your rookies are playing like yeah <laughs> it um, doesn't feel great. But- this was one of those games I, I saw a meme um, that someone made of you 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 watch Always Sunny mm-hmm. and it's when Mac and Dennis buy a house oh, in the yep. suburbs. Is it the mac and, and cheese? The mac and cheese yep. and they someone put over like NFL and then the plate of mac and cheese. Max mac and cheese was said just playoffs and Dennis was the Vikings and he just tosses it. <laughs> like this game, we it looked like we were just trying to just hurt ourselves. Our offensive line play had probably had our their worst game of the season um against a team that was like last in pass in sacks yeah, i was gonna say jacksonville is not a high powered no you know passing no not at all defense like i don't understand it, it was it was a no-show game for 
our offensive line and for the most part, our defensive line. We were not really getting much pressure on Glennon and, and it showed like, that's how, like he was able just to stand back pretty, you know, without much pressure mm-hmm. and it, it, we almost lost because of it. And it was some baffling decisions, some play calling where Kubiak, I don't know what he was doing at some points of the, in the calling. Like that's, that's occasionally will happen. Like he's been good over our stretch, obviously, hence our offense, you know, playing really well. But today it was a little weird. Like you're like, what is this play call? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. And I was, I was really happy that we won. I, if we lost this game, it would have ended our season. I mean, it would, it would have. Well, that's, that's kind that. of any game at this point, you know, like it's, yeah. I mean, maybe but not any I, game, but like, especially yeah. one of these that you're supposed to win with, with us losing to the Cowboys, it made it very difficult. Like right now, mm-hmm. 538, um, uh, they have the Vikings 40% chance to make it to playoffs, uh, slightly above the Cardinals at 37. Um, I mean, that's, there's no other, one that that's below us that's has a better chance. So we theoretically have the best chances of getting that last wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously a win. How big this week? Like a win at Tampa, that number goes up from forty to seventy one percent, and that's not even in, including the the Cardinals games. I mean, that's just us. I mean, mm-hmm. we're in a situation with the Cardinals losing, which we'll get to uh, to the Rams. We can control our own destiny. We do have like the I think it's third, second or third hardest remaining schedule because we still have to play the the Bucks and the Saints, uh, then then Chicago, then it's at the Saints, and then we hope that it's then it's the um, Lions. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, two division games and at two playoff projected playoff teams, definitely one already, um, most likely number one seed. I would think. I think that the they have the inside track at least right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, although it is only in a game, but their schedule is they do have KCs. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Either way, a very good team. So it's it's alarming. Like a game like this, I'm like, that's is that really a team that can play some games in January? Not a eh. lot of wiggle room. Um no. what, one takeaway I had from this game. Watching Kirk Cousins, here's here's my here's my analogy. Kirk Cousins is like a professional race car driver on a sedative where he's really good, but then he'll just kind of fall asleep and oh whoops and then he'll wake right back up and he'll he'll get back in the lane. But he'll just kind of like nod off every once in a while and just throw a pick six and be like, Oh okay, but that's what did, I'm did used to. Did you watch that pick six? Did you watch that? I mean yeah, I saw like, it. See the pick like the, clearly like you no know, I don't I don't put that because that's a design screen. That is all timing and you can see if you look back where Dalvin, it looked like it was a swing route. He went, he got way too much depth because you look where his blockers are. He's already ahead of his blockers. Yeah, no, and I'm not and he saying just didn't it's 100% his fault, but I mean, every once in a while you get kind of a, an old Kirk slips back into frame just for like one second. And other than that, he's, you know, he's been playing really well the last month or so, but it's, it's interesting, and I I don't know what to make of it. I I, 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 I know that know. you're a staunch okay, Kirk but... defender, so I mean I wouldn't say a staunch Kirk defender. It's just narratives are bullshit. Like it's 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 he's a product. No, no, no. no. Of... We're, we're not talking about his Monday Night Football record. I mean, we're no, just no, talking no. about that either. one play that happened. No, it's just it's just the constant. It, this is a culmination of things. It's a constant 
moving of the goalposts with him. And I've harped on this all season long. And and it's like I, I'm screaming into the void. But that's why we really started you and I recording what we talk about, mm-hmm. because that's essentially what we're doing. And so I I saw a guy, um, Dominique Claire, who I follow on on Twitter, who is a good um, person to follow on Vikings Twitter. He posted a thing where 2012 to 2018 against teams who finished seasons with winning records. So that, that's a huge thing about that that Kirk attackers will say or Kirk deniers will say being like he can't beat good teams. It's always mm-hmm. it's garbage time. It's all it's the goalposts that always change. But he compared it with Andrew Luck and that's his entire career, 2012 to 2018. Andrew Luck 272 yards per game, 60.14 completion percentage, 7.02 yards per attempt, 87.61 passer rating. Kirk Cousins in this time. That same sample. Uh 275 yards per game, 65.29 completion percentage, 7.33 yards per attempt, 91.97 passer rating. The only difference here between those two is the narrative. No one talks about Andrew Luck like he can't beat good teams. That's they like it, mm-hmm. it's just it's people building up a thing already about a player and they just stick with it no matter what happens. Like Kirk will always get this until the Vikings, until he could lead a team to the Super Bowl. And like really like on his back. I think even if the Vikings won the Super Bowl this year or next year or whatever it is, and Kirk's our quarterback, it's they're gonna say it's because of this. It's because of you know X, Y, and Z, not because of Kirk. I don't and know. Like, I feel like he would get. I feel like he would get the credit if he won a Super Bowl. Now that is a huge. I don't step. I don't think he would. From where he is I think currently, he'd get, same, he'd get the same amount of credit. I think as like, um, you know. Uh, what's a good example like, here? What, like uh, Trent uh, Jared, Dilfer? <laughs> no, yeah, that. But like, if like, you know, Jared Goff went on to win the Super Bowl, I feel like it would have been. Although that was a weird year because they, they're actually good on offense, except for the Super Bowl. Um, last year, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he gets a massive record of like being a winner, but his numbers are worse than Kirk's. But like, it doesn't. It's just. It's yeah, just how but, but it's like if Kirk people, if like, Kirk were to have painting. a season like this and then go on to win a Super Bowl, and those two things would kind of work together in that. You know, he wouldn't be one of those guys that threw 12 touchdowns and won the Super Bowl because of other reasons. Like, those guys are pretty easy to spot, I feel like. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where it's just frustrating because people just like to make – it's Vikings fans are weird. Like where, Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm aware. They will, and like a lot of fans, fans are weird. But no, from what I've noticed guys. is, <laughs> you're right. Death threats to players. That's you're right. Hey, um, for all we know, those were Vikings fans pretending to be Packer fans. Of course, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. Um, and so I, I, I just think that um, I don't know. It, it, there's nothing I can do. It, it, it's, it's a lose lose, really, because even when they talk about Justin Jefferson, like. He should be like I. I feel like it's pretty clear that he is the best rookie receiver. I think he's the best offensive rookie period um, this season. Like he's having the best season, and I just people like to say, "Oh well, Chase Claypool has ten touchdowns." It's like, yeah, Eric Ebron had ten touchdowns or like a lot of touchdowns a couple years ago for the Colts, if we remember. What did he do after that? Nothing. Matt Asiata are like, you know, bowling ball of a running back we had a handful of years back. He had a game where he had, you know, 
10 carries for 30 yards and three touchdowns. Like, that touchdowns aren't Wait, consistent. I'm confused. Why it, are we talking about Justin Jefferson? No, I'm just saying because I, I, what I'm a Vikings fan saying this, oh, where yeah. Justin Jefferson is having his season. They have no problem. A lot of Vikings fans like to praise the seasons that Jefferson and Thielen are having. Um, but you're like, well, who's throwing them the ball? Like, I, Delvin Cook. I don't know. It's just... It's just crazy to me, and I think it's because they didn't like the contract initially, even though contract now, like we've already talked this, Ignazium, quarterback contracts, our quarterback market always goes up. It's always going to, and like, you know, okay, whatever. I, I don't want to spend any more time on it because we're we're really going off tangent, and I'm really going off <laughs> on a tangent here. So you, I either you have way, built a house atop your soapbox, sir. Yes, yeah. And I will live and die on this uh, in my soapbox and on this hill, whatever you want to call it. Your soapbox, I don't care. your hill where you grill steaks covered in foil. That is, that's okay. That's it was one fucking time. Yeah, well, it's one too time. Many times it's already too many. And it is, it is true. <laughs> that is a way to keep in the juices and the flavor. Mm, but do it right. You don't but need that. Is thus. That's not. No, that's that's literally is factually true. But the thing is. That people told him are like actual like grill map people that you know really grill was like the 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 amount of losses that you get in the juices and the flavor here it's not it's not going to be as much you get that actual char which I he no longer does that it was a one time thing I don't I haven't seen pictures since I need I need to see the documents your quarterback can't chug a beer well yeah that's because he's a Scotch guy I mean everyone knows that don't talk. But speaking of my quarterback, do you want to go to my game? Yeah, please. So, uh, I I write notes for the Packer game like every week, and they it's shocking. Maybe it's just kind of a factor of me being lazy, but it's shocking how many weeks I just like don't change the notes because it's still the case. Uh, the offense looked good, the defense looked fine, but I'm not going to give them too much credit because this team stinks. Um, yeah. And that's you know that was last week. That's this week again. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got his 400th touchdown, um, which he is the fastest player in the history of football to do that. He has the least interceptions of anyone who's ever done that by a fucking mile. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a good day for my boy. Uh, Devontae Adams knew that it was the 400th touchdown and gave him the ball right away, which prompted a tweet from James Jones showing what happened to the ball that Rodgers scored his 100th touchdown with, which got hucked into the stands uh, by James Jones. Not a great look. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the Packers' offense looks, you know, very competent, very good, still runs through Devontae and Aaron Jones with a crazy run there to put it away. But I kind of want to talk about the other side of the ball. Because we, it was announced, you know, after this game, halfway through the game, Jalen Hurts gets put in, uh, Carson Wentz gets benched, and it was announced, you know, a couple days ago, uh, after the game, that you know Jalen Hurts will be the starter now. And uh, I, I haven't heard your full take on this, but I think we're in agreement that that is one hundred percent the right move. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, it's no shot. It's no surprise that the Eagles. I don't I'm not saying Carson Wentz is a bust. I, I feel like any quarterback in that situation, unless their name is like 
you know, with the offensive line that they have. I mean, they are, he's under duress constantly. So I don't fault him. I don't I don't fault him for getting sacks and getting pressured. Um, but I do fault him for his decision making. And I think that's why, you know, when we texted about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen gives you the upside of his legs and you can live with him being a rookie and going through some growing pains. Because Carson Wentz, I, his decisions are all just all over the place. Well, and he, not, he's kind of like he's kind of like you pull you pull a goalie who's doing terrible, or you know, someone in, in that kind of situation in other sports. It's the same yeah. thing where he's just. I don't think that he's fundamentally like this horrible quarterback. I don't think he's you know an elite guy like you know people were thinking he was earlier in his career, but it's a combination. It's kind of this spiraling effect where. Yeah. He cannot move, and that's partly because he was never that great at moving, partly because you know he's he's had a history of injuries and things like that. So he can't move mm. today. And his offensive line is terrible. So he gets sacked, they start losing, there's more pressure, he makes bad decisions, they lose by more, he makes more bad decisions, he gets sacked more. It's just a spiraling circuit. And you could see that as soon as Jalen Hurts got put in the game, I mean, yeah, he's getting flushed out of the pocket because his protection stinks, but he can actually do something with that, you know? It, yeah. It, it, I don't think that it's really a testament to, you know, Jalen Hurts is awesome or Carson Wentz sucks. It's just fit within this system because you need a guy that can get away if your offensive line is this bad. Yeah, I, and I... I don't. It's not that you have lack of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Like Miles Sanders, it's very good. But you got. I mean, ten carries for thirty-one yards. I I don't know. Like they're just not getting any push because like this is not me being just unbiased, but uh, are biased. The Packers' run defense. Oh no, is it's terrible. It's bad. It's very bad it this year. Yeah, so bad. You're, you're talking to someone who started Miles Sanders in fantasy this week with high hopes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and like, I don't know. I, I just think they, they, like, it's like, did you guys, they just, everything about it is that this Eagles team, I, I'm, I'm not upset about this, but like, it's just as a football fan without, you know, team in there, it's just so frustrating because you're like, what are you guys doing? It's, they're just, it's hard and, to watch. I can't it, watch it. It, it, it kind of seems like also a combination of, you know, the offensive line being bad and the offense being stagnant. And Doug Peterson just won't make changes. You know, like he, he won't, no. he won't adapt. He won't make adjustments. It took way longer than it should have to put Jalen Hurts into the game in any meaningful yeah. capacity. And you can just see it's like it's not working, and his approach seems to just be smashing his head into the brick wall and hoping it'll break, and yeah. it's not. So, I mean, I used to think that the Eagles had a shot at kind of cleaning up the East, and I no longer think that, you know, well, they— it's because, like, one of those things, mm-hmm. the roster from top to bottom, they're— they're probably the most complete roster of all those four teams. They they have so a good think, defense too. Like their defense is They have a you know, Super Bowl winning good. head coach. Mm-hmm. Not that long removed. And it's like they should be better. They, they should they are a team that is less not. than the sum of its parts. Which yeah. I, I think comes down to coaching at the end of the day. Yeah. And I, I honestly think Doug Peterson doesn't want to be a head coach anymore. Yeah, At least I buy not that. Philly. I I think he wants to go back and being a coordinator for a little bit, 
and maybe have a fresh start. I don't know. He just doesn't seem that interested. Some mm-hmm. of his comments that he makes, he, all these media <laughs> slips that he says, it's like, dude, you're smarter than that. Come on. You know what you were saying when you said, oh, I don't know. Carson Wentz is on a short leash. Like, you know, or like he's like, oh, I mean, like he's our starter. He's our guy. It's like, I don't well, know. Didn't they the ask, they're like, they're like, is he your starter? And he goes like, I don't see why not. <laughs> like, what a yeah. horrible, you know, like, way to like, vouch for your guy. Is, and like yeah. things like that. It's like, dude, like. <laughs> Come on, you know what you're doing. And the, the the most amazing thing is Carson Wentz's $128 million contract extension hasn't technically started. No. Um, it's the worst contract in the league right now. It's yeah. it's amazing. It's it's, it's great. great. Like I Well, I, and that's I why just, I don't feel too bad for Carson Wentz. He's gonna get paid. No. He just has to play less football now. If I were him, I'd be like, Thank God, I get to just like chill out for a minute. Yeah. I I don't know. I just I do – I want to raise a question to you mm. um, regarding the state of your team. Oh, boy. So you guys are 9-3, and, you guys are nine and three, mm-hmm. five and 5-1 at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, offense uh, definitely rolling. Defense has some bright games. But for the most part, you know, you give up a lot on the run. D- typically defense, to, a competent, to a competent team. Yeah, they give up a lot on the run. They're decent – in the passing game, I mean, in general, it's I think all about a lot of that pressure. It's all about the pressure you yeah. get, which is which comes down to most teams. So, I I just want to point out the fact, and this is I, I'm not trying to take a shot, but I want to get your general thoughts. You guys have of your nine wins, three of them are against teams with a winning record. No, wait, uh. Let's Two see. of them are against teams with a record above 500. You okay. obviously have a win over us. We're at 500. Mm-hmm. But then you have, you know, and, and you look at it. We looked at it when we previewed this. And I think this is like, there's nothing wrong with this because teams don't end up turning out. Because it's not like you had a very easy schedule. But it's safe to say you guys have had a very, very friendly schedule we've had we've had a friendly schedule and my response to that when you look at you know the schedule as a whole Mm. the only you know devastating loss on that schedule is the buccaneers which right there is no explanation there's no excuse that can't happen you know that there's no way to spin that having said that the other losses uh the colts by three points and then you guys by six I mean, you know, I think the Vikings are a better team than their record that I, I wasn't blown away that, you know, you guys got the better of us in the second meeting, especially when I think you were a little more hungry for it. Colts yeah. are, you know, a fairly good team, a very good defense. Um, and, you know, they hung with them. So I guess if we were getting consistently blown out by, you know, winning record teams, I would be more concerned I mean, but the thing is, like you have that; those are the number; those are the re- winning record teams you have. So teams that with a winning record, you guys are, you know, with a winning record. I'll say, I, I, I'll, I'll include the Vikings. You have mm-hmm. your two and three, I think. Yeah, I think you're two and three. So, yeah, but you, you can know, only I, play who you're scheduled I know, yeah, against, I, and you exactly. look at Lions just, by twenty-one, Falcons by fourteen, Texans by fifteen, right. you're beating Niners the teams by you seventeen, beat. like. I mean, yeah. it's not like we're squeaking out all these victories like we're the Bears, no. you know, in the first six weeks of the season. I I, I mean, I, you know, we'll see because the Packers almost, I think it's like 99% chance to make the playoffs this year. So they will play a good team and we will get to see what happens. And yeah. okay. I'd be lying That's... if I said I had 100% confidence, but I have 
a, a fair amount of confidence. I just I just worry like this is about not even the Packers this is about other like teams in general if they get to the playoffs and they really haven't been tested mm-hmm. and like or like you know you don't want to go through constant you know last second games and all that like that's just too exhausting but you need to have you need to teams need to face adversity like in their seasons like look at the Chiefs last year when Mahomes was out for a few games they hung together and they kept their season alive with Matt Moore um and, I, you know, they, they play you – know, you can only do what the schedule allows you to do, obviously. So all of this is out of your guys' control. You can't – you can only play with what you have. Mm-hmm. I just – I don't know. Like, I on the flip side, I think the Vikings, if we make the playoffs, I would not be shocked at all if we get lose in the wild card and not have it be close. I, I just think the way our season's gone, players have said – you know, like Harrison Smith made a comment, I think, this week – where he said, you know, one it would be nice to have a game where it doesn't come down to the like the last second because mm-hmm. it was back to back weeks of that. Like, that's exhausting for players. I mean, that's hard. You don't want to have to do that every week. And like, yeah, they you call know. that the Seahawks effect. Yeah, and like, I, I it's just I was just curious what your what your thoughts were, like how. Your your confidence level was I mean, kind of or how you were feeling. As things always are with the Packers, there is never one hundred percent confidence uh they could be winning by you know, fifty points with uh five minutes left and I would uh I would stay there. I told you the story about we were playing the Seahawks like three years ago. It was back when we lived in the apartment together, and I sat mm-hmm. down in the chair and I was like, It might be bad luck if I get up. So I sat there for three hours and watched the entire game and I had to pee real bad. But I was like, I if I get up we might lose, even though we were winning by like twenty points. <laughs> now, when I say that out loud, it kind of sounds like some form of mental illness, and I don't do that anymore. But oh no, I'm very. I have I'm been very, hurt. I, I'm very superstitious. I'm not just a little stitious. I'm superstitious. Like, yeah. So I, there, there's I never a hundred percent confidence. I got a Dalvin Cook jersey this year, and every time I've worn just that, or like started with it, we've lost that game. And so I'm like, I don't know what how to break that one, but. I, I basically you gotta, you just, gotta just wait for the wearing, next season. You can't. Yeah, I've yeah. only been wearing my Thielen one, and yes, they've lost my in the Thielen, but they've all of their wins have come, or mo, vast majority of my wins have come when I've worn that. So, I, we'll I got three. I rotate through, and I wear one until they lose, and then I move to the next one. I'm like, okay, your good luck is it has run out, and then I just yeah. keep the cycle going. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's talk briefly here. We spent a lot of time on our two games. Um. <laughs> let's talk briefly on the Rams Cardinals. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the Cardinals. Really, like we talked about it last week, mm-hmm. and that Hill Mary, like it, it killed their offense. Are the Cardinals cursed? You have to ask. I don't. I don't know. Like, what's does Kyler Murray like? He just stopped running the ball. He stopped running, and I think even if he's not, you know, quote unquote, hurt right now, there's a difference between, you know, hurt enough for it to show up on the injury report and just kind of sore and beat up. And, you know, he's a young guy. He could bounce back from a lot of stuff, but you know, he does take some hits and he got hurt in that game against the Seahawks. And, you know, there's, there's been a clear difference in kind of his play style since then. Mm-hmm. And so even if he's not hurt, I think he's a little bit more, you know, wary or cautious of kind yeah. of taking those risks now and he's not a bad passer, but the, his game is really dependent on that kind of, 
you know, dual threat, uh, you know, situation that he, that he's been playing with. It's kind of, you know, it's like Lamar Jackson, not not as much as Lamar Jackson, but the same kind of thing where, you know, without his legs, he's just not quite the same guy. And I think that's what's happening, combined with the fact mm-hmm. that the Cardinals' defense was never that great, and the Rams are coming into form at just the right time. Yeah. And this was a game where you needed to see, you know, Jared Goff had a turnover issues in the month of November. Um, and, you know, this is a game you want to see from him. Mm-hmm. Only the one touchdown, but 37 to 47, 351, you know, sacked only one time. Like, it, it was a game you wanted. Cam Akers, the rookie they got from Florida State, um, has looked more and more um, comfortable in that offense. Uh, I know Daryl Henderson had that run to kind of, as soon as it looked like the Cardinals maybe coming back, kind of iced it with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's, you know, Sean McVay is, as we said, is still a very good football coach. He will get his team ready to go unless it's against Brian Flores. Um, and then, and so then I, we just don't talk about that. Yeah, then we just don't talk about it. But that's his kryptonite. But other than that, I mean, he, you know, the Rams are looking good. And we faulted them a lot and i'm okay with the cardinals in a tailspin because they're our closest competition mm-hmm. for that last wild card spot so, so something else we'll that see. i noticed with the cardinals recently uh was larry fitzgerald playing this week or did he have covid i can't remember i feel like i heard he had covid i honestly i don't know it's hard because like it's hard. i love larry he's a sure he's a first ball hall of famer mm-hmm. but i just he he definitely know. isn't what he used to be, and I'm not even no. saying that. But I mean, the last two weeks he hasn't even gotten a target. As I'm just looking through it right now, and you can yeah. kind of see that, you know, I mean, they're the guys that they're throwing to now. Yeah, so three weeks ago he led the team in receptions. The last two weeks, no targets. You know, DeAndre is a phenomenal wide receiver. But the guys behind him, you know, Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, and then you're down to like, you know, Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake, Dan Arnold, non-wide receiver, you know, players. And I just feel like they, this is going to be rich coming from a Packer fan. They really need a, like a solid number two because they he, don't have. He has it. not played. Larry has not played the last two weeks. Yeah. He's had so zero that, snaps. That's, I, and I think that that's huge because even though he doesn't have the physical ability that he once had and all that stuff, his game IQ is through the roof. He's, you know, he mm. still excels at finding holes and zones and all kinds of stuff like that. He's just a great asset to have, even if he's not you know, the, the game breaker he used to be. And so I, I think that's also kind of part of why Kyler, you know, he, he has to huck it or throw to a guy that probably, you know, he'd rather not throw to. Right. And, and I think, I, I think he's becoming too like Deandre Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the league. And like, you obviously want to get him the ball and get him touches, but I feel like, like, Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk, Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, you know, these guys are not bad. Like they are, they are talented players, not as talented as DeAndre. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like you can't just try to force everything to DeAndre because you, you become one dimensional. You obviously cannot have that. And good um, coaches, you know, like the Rams have, they, they the defenses it. like the Rams yeah. 
have, like that's that's what happens. And so even if yeah. you know DeAndre didn't have a bad game, you know he still put up some numbers and stuff like that. But it just in terms of overall ability to produce on your offense, it does kind of mm-hmm. hurt you a little bit. Yeah, and so we'll see. Um, I think Kyle, I, I I still stand by the statement that I think the Cardinals are still a year away um, from doing some serious damage, actually, uh, which is not which is not a problem, you know. Well, you like, look at where the Cardinals I, were, what, like two years ago? Oh, yeah. Like number one overall pick. I mean, they've turned this thing around pretty quickly. Yeah. And and I, I just think, you know, I think Kyler is their quarterback of the future. I think Cliff Kingsbury is, you know, becoming a, bet, more, a better and better head coach as the seasons go on. And they have young, talented guys around them. So, I, I you know, I, I'm not worried about them long term this season. Eh, even if they make the playoffs. Do I see them really making a run? Maybe. I just don't. I don't think it's likely though. Um, yeah, they're, they're still the baby Seahawks to me, and they yeah. they got to they got to grow out of that that role. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's let's move on to some segments here. Um. We'll start with performance of the week. Uh, Kevin, why don't you lead us off with performance of the week? So performance of the week this week. My performance of the week. Uh. So I have. I have two that I wanted to say, and one is an honorable mention. So I'll start with the real one, uh, and, and this is a pretty easy one because it was like the craziest thing that happened this week. Uh, Darren Waller's really good, tight end. He's actually yeah, uh, thirteen for two hundred and two touchdowns. I, I mean, the next highest guy in terms of receptions on the Raiders this week uh, was let's see, it was a tie between Renfro and Aguilar, who both had four. So and, and and guess guess you had to play against him in fantasy. Oh uh, yeah, well it sucks to be. You. And the week and the week before I had Tyreek Hill, which we talked about. It's, <laughs> it's my, just, yeah, my performance not... of the week is whoever's playing Adam in fantasy. But uh, God, yeah, well, Waller and and he was really the only reason that the Raiders had any business staying in this game. To be honest, I mean he was the only part of their offense that was really working. I mean, Carr had a yeah. decent day, but, you know, their running game was stagnant. Nobody else, from a receiving standpoint, had a good day until the very last play. Um, so, yeah, Darren Waller is is very good. I think he's kind of one of those guys that's still, like, I'd wager a good amount of NFL fans don't know who Darren Waller is. Yeah, at least, yeah. It, like, casual it doesn't help that he's on. It doesn't help that he's on the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um and so, uh, whereas Raiders fans are very passionate, or at least they were for Oakland uh, when they were there. I don't know about Las Vegas, um, but I I don't know. I, I think he is extremely talented, extremely underrated. It's hard because when you think of tight ends, it's basically just like Kelsey and Kittle and uh, now. And, right. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, he's definitely, I think I would put him as like the third best in terms of receiving tight end. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd put ball. Mark Andrews in that conversation too, but he needs a quarterback, right. not a running back who's pretending. Yeah, and so. Derek Carr, Derek Carr is is good enough. I like to say, like he's good enough quarterback to to yeah, be. Yeah, shout get, out Derek Carr games, uh, bouncing know? back after last week. Just got his shit yes. kicked in by the Falcons, and I don't know, it's the Jets, also, but also so shout out uh, Jets for the tank staying alive. Um, Oh my God! Dude, we didn't I, we, have, we didn't talk about this, but oh. Greg Greg Williams, great a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Good job that he got fired. Yep. Uh, so here's the decision here: 
So the Jets sent the house. So seven Zero pass rushes on, on a Raiders game winning touchdown, a Hail Mary type of situation where only a touchdown hurts them. It's an unheard of play call in our data set. So since 2006, since this thing that I saw has been recording these plays, they're the only team in the data set to send six plus pass rushers that meet all three of the following qualifiers for score, lead and distance to go in the final 15 seconds of regulation between a four and eight point lead. So meaning a touchdown can only hurt you. Field goal won't win it. And 40 plus yards to the end zone. <laughs> Entering today, there had been 251 pass plays run in that situation since 2006. All failed except for this one. Kudos to you. Kudos to you, Jets. Thank you, um, Greg Williams. Greg Williams, piece of shit. Since he was banned for his the bounty gate, the teams that have hired him here have been their following records. Uh, going from the the law from the oldest to just recently: seven and nine Titans, seven and nine Rams, six and ten Rams, four and twelve Rams, seven eight and one Browns, zero oh and sixteen Browns, seven and nine Jets, zero oh and twelve Jets. Why do teams keep hiring this guy? I don't get it. What does he have over? He's there? just such a stand up dude. Oh, God. I, I hate I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. And I'm glad yeah. I got fired. Good yeah. job. But Gase is, is still uh, there. Who is your performance of the week? So my performance of the week, I am going to stick with defense off that little tangent, but in a good way. Uh, New York Giants defense. Hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, are the they're, Giants they're like the hottest team? One of the hottest teams? I, I like, think why so. <laughs> like, I think they've won four in a row now. Um. And they, in this game, I didn't really give them much of a shot, uh, at Seattle. And they put Russell and that offense in a box and just, I, I mean, great job. Giants Sacked are five hands down times. the most underrated defense in the league, especially when you yeah. look at it through the prism of, you know, the Giants offense will routinely go out there and like kick three field goals. And that's a really yeah. terrible spot to put your defense in. Yeah, I mean they they picked off Russell through another interception, um, and I I do think this game you know I, I'll, I'll I'll save this for a later topic because I have it in my thing. But I mean for a, a game where they didn't really get much going on their offense, granted it's Colt McCoy, um, but you know they are very much in the hunt for the playoffs. Weirdly enough, and they might ride that defense all the way to a wild card loss. So, good job, Giants. Good job. Well, they're the hunt for the division too. I mean, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, oh, okay. They're gonna, play, they're gonna have to play in the wild card. Sorry, wild gotcha, card gotcha. Weekend wild card loss. weekend loss. That that <laughs> division makes sense. win, wild card weekend loss. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, Nathan Peterman Award. Uh, why don't you give us the Nathan Peterman Award for yours? Oh, Mitch, 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 Mitch. What are we gonna do with Mitchell Trubisky? Keep him in the division as long as possible. I like the way you think. He had a devastating fumble uh, in this game. And basically, you know, there were a couple factors, but allowed the Lions to sneak back in and, you know, steal one in essence because the Bears, I don't remember what the margin was, but I want to say, I mean, they were up by a significant amount. Yeah, I think, let's see, it looks like it was 23 to 13 at halftime. And, 
Yeah, I just I don't know. I I think that Mitch I've I'm going back and forth on him so much. Where at first I was like, they need Mitch back because he's got the fire. But now I see Mitch, I'm like, maybe that's too much fire. Like maybe maybe they they need to go back to too hot, too hot. They they need to do like three games with each guy and then just switch no matter what happens and just keep them fresh, you know. But yeah, so he's my Nathan Peterman. That was ooh, buddy, that was bad. And the Bears are five and seven. Yeah, that kind of ended their playoff hopes. Mm-hmm. It kind of did. Um, I think they're in route to a seven and nine season or something um, yep. around there. Six six win maybe. Either way, not great. Nope. Um, nope. 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 No, no, not good. All right, my Nathan Peterman Award. Sticking with the quarterback, going going across across the way to the the West Coast. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, and just really the Chargers. Uh, what the hell was that, guys? Oof. What Oof. the hell? <laughs> like I, I know that that, that was the Bill biggest shock. And and the Patriots defense is still somewhat kind of. But if you were to if you're to lose, um, forty five to zero, and your opponents when a combined like their two quarterbacks went fourteen of twenty two for only one twenty six for a five point nine average, like Cam Newton. 12 and 19 for 69 yards, 3.6 average. Um, you, how do you lose 45 to zero? I just, it, it's just not so. It's so interesting and it's so surprising, and at the same time, it's so not surprising. Where I looked at the score, I hadn't even like looked at the score. I because this game was on the same time as the Packer game, so I wasn't watching yeah. Red Zone, and so I saw someone in like our our fantasy football group chat talking about this game and I check a score and I went, I like it, it was the most shocking thing I'd seen all weekend. And it was more shocking than Raiders jets. Cause it was just like 45 to zero. Like yeah. if you were telling me Patriots win, like, okay, I can believe that 45 to zero. It's unacceptable. I mean, holy shit. This like, I, and nothing went right for the Chargers today, obviously. Like, their field goal kicker, Michael Badgley, missed two field goals. I mean, they they couldn't even have any. Like, And and Anthony Lynn, I like Anthony Lynn. Mm, I don't like I Anthony think, Lynn. I, I think he uh, – it's like he a weird thing, guys. I think he does, and it's he because we it's, we've seen him shame. for for a couple of years, and the excuse has kind of always been, you know, oh injuries we don't have injuries are weird things. Injuries and, are weird things. You know, the guys, you know, Rivers isn't what he used to be. Now it's Justin Herbert and Austin yeah. Eckler and Keenan Allen, and I, I mean, I you know, and and Bosa, and, and it's just you have the guys clearly yeah. now, and yeah. you're not getting the job done with those guys. So we need someone who yeah. will. You know, like I, yeah. if if I, and I don't know if they do fire him this year. I think they should, but I think they may keep him around at least one more year. I just, I don't know. I mean, because I guess the excuse he can say now is it's a rookie quarterback, but it's like, well, mm. a rookie quarterback that's played pretty good. <laughs> so but, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna let you in on a, a little secret. Uh, bad coaches can always find an excuse. There's always oh, yeah. something. Yeah, um, I they didn't have much hope, but like they should they shouldn't have lost forty five to zero is inexcusable. No, like, yeah, that's no. that's embarrassing. You just shouldn't get to play football for the rest of the season. 
No. All right, let's go to stock up, stock down. Um, I'll kick off my stock up. My stock up this week is playoff races. Mm-hmm. Um, we it, it, Looking at both divisions or both conferences, it's going to come down to the last week. And, like, I love that. Um, That's always the best. There are, there are a lot of teams in the hunt. The Patriots got back in the hunt somehow. They're two back, but still. I mean, they – like the AFC are a little more different because there are a lot of seeding is involved here right mm-hmm. now. Um, I, I do think that the chiefs will end up with that one seed there. I just, I, we didn't even talk about the Steelers losing to the, to the Washington football team, but I think that they got exposed big time and they kind of been flirting with a loss for a couple of weeks now. Um, I think they're very good. I just don't think they're as good as the chiefs. I don't think anyone is as good as the chiefs because the chiefs seem to be doing it. With like a hand, beti- hand tied behind their back, and still yeah, win. but but with the exception of Chiefs, everybody, you know, God can bleed. You know, these guys, like everyone's yeah. beatable, and they've been proven that way. Like the, I would say, between besides the Chiefs, the the Steelers, Bills, Titans, Browns, Dolphins, Colts, Raiders, and even the Ravens. I think on any given Sunday, any of those teams can beat each other. Like mm-hmm. no one's untouchable. I, and I don't think the Chiefs are untouchable either, as the Raiders showed. They beat them. But I, well, the, I just the think funny that, thing like, about it is that most of those teams can blow each other out too. Like the yeah, Titans can yeah. destroy the Browns or vice versa. Like it, it's not even like oh they can win by a little bit. Like it just swings so wildly. And I, that's why I yeah. think on any given Sunday, you know, one of those teams can beat the Chiefs by a field goal. <laughs> you know, yeah. the ceiling goes down, but it's still there. And and I think on the flip on the flip side, going to the NFC, um, I think that I think it holds very true. I, I with the exception of the NFC East, I think there are, you know, seven very seven good teams. Um, I don't put really anyone untouchable in like the Chiefs category from the NFC. I don't like this. The, yeah, the, the Saints Saints are cruising. I think they've won like nine in a row or whatever it is or basically i think they've won every game since the packer loss it's like week three um and obviously they're they're on a nine game win streak that that is yeah and so i think their defense is probably them and the rams are probably the best defense in the nfc but that that's kind of it's close like i think on any given sunday defense can step up um as we saw with the giants last week and i think we're going to see some really exciting january football and like December football, like even the final stretch here, but in the playoffs, I'm really excited for, even if the Vikings are not in it. Um, cause, you know, we're kind of playing with house money at this point, it feels like, cause where our season started. So like, I'm, yeah, you, you know, guys have no expectations anymore. No, we're, we've, we've been like, when we went one in five, I was already being like, I'm so excited for next year, getting this year to have, you know, young guys that we have, like our, especially on defense, getting them the experience and, you know, the fact that we clawed back to even and we're in a playoff spot currently, I'm just like, you know, great, cool, awesome. Um, I'm excited, though. I, I think it's going to be a very exciting stretch. Yeah. Um, my stock up, we kind of talked about it a little bit uh, here and there. The uh, the NFC beast, as uh, <laughs> no one calls it, uh, mostly the Giants and the uh, football team. I mean, the boys still kind of look like hot shit. The Eagles a little bit because of the whole, you know, Wentz Hurts thing that we talked about. But yeah. the Giants had a really that's, nice that's win. Wentz, that's Wentz slash Hurts. Not Carson didn't get hurt. 
Okay, well, if you're, what, unless you're confused, he got I mean, benched for his poor play. I'm sure his feelings got hurt, but um, maybe. But yeah, the Giants with an with an excellent win over the Seahawks. You know, if they can, and I don't even know if it makes a huge difference if uh, Daniel Jones is the quarterback or not. But uh, they, you know, they're on a four game win streak, and the football team is quietly on a little three game win streak. And you yeah. know, they they beat the Steelers. They didn't look. Awesome in that game, but they did the enough to win. Line looked really good. Mm-hmm. I, I think they, their front four has been like Chase Young. He's very, very good. Yeah. Like I, did you hear his comments or Mike Tomlin's comments to him before the game? No. What were they? He, he like was talking to him on the sideline. Was like he, he said, um, like I, I hope, like I hope I never, like I don't, you know, I, I'm never gonna be. I hope I never see a player like you in the draft or getting, I have a chance to get a player like you because that means I'd have to lose 14 or 15 games. Cause that's, that's <laughs> the only way we get a guy like you. Yeah. And like, it was like a nice, like, you know, I hope I never have that opportunity because that means something went terribly wrong. Yeah. He's very good at football. Yeah. And, well, know, and both, both the teams, the giants and the football team are kind of that same archetype where they have, you know, kind of a stifling defense and a fairly pedestrian, but competent offense. And I mean, one of them has to make the playoffs in theory, I guess maybe they both could still, but probably not. So it's getting interesting though, because for such a long time, like I was getting sick of just beating the crap out of the NFC East, you know, it's the worst and it's still the worst, but I mean, at least they're making some noise now, you know, so they're my, they're my stock up. All right. Um, stock down. As I alluded to before in my uh, performance of the week, it is Russell Wilson's MVP run. Um, mm. I think rest and rip. I think it's safe to say that he will not be winning MVP. He might get a vote or a couple votes, but I just I think at this point it's going to come down. It's it's a two man race between um, Mahomes and Rodgers. I think it's this year's NFL I, MVP something... presented by State Farm. Yeah, I think it's just going to, unless something crazy happens in the last four games here, but I, and the other two guys kind of regress a little bit, but I, I just don't see that. I think it's just too much ground to make up and, you know, sorry, Russ. Yeah. Next year. Stinks, but you know, he's a young dude. He'll have another shot at it. Yeah. My stock down is going to be kind of the other side of the coin from what I did for my stock up. It's the Steelers. So... (laughs) The Steelers lost to the football team, which isn't great. And you're thinking they're 11 and one, but there was a uh, a quote kind of coming away from that game where there were some football team players laughing and hooting and hollering after the game. They said, "Yeah, the Ravens exposed some things," and that that's who the Steelers played the week before. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. The Steelers are one of those teams that I didn't really think that they were 11 and zero. You know, they got yeah. out of some games by the skin of their teeth. And I think that a lot of their struggles are coming on the offensive side of the ball. And they have scored a decent amount of points, you know, throughout the season and, you know, had a good amount of offensive production. But I just get the feeling that they're just not quite in sync. They don't really, like, it seems like there's friction between Big Ben and maybe the offensive coordinator or, you know, something along those lines that. I don't know. I I just feel like they're much more open, you know, to getting beat than people were thinking up until this week. 
Yeah. And, and I think that their, their play calling is a little confusing. Like they should not have lost to Washington. Mm-hmm. Like they had, it was fourth and one and they did an empty backfield with a backup running back. I think it was Benny Snell. And I don't even know if it was Benny Snell. Either way, they had a, they motioned him outright down like wide and they ran a back shoulder like fade essentially to him. Like he, yeah, he had just zero chance of catching that ball. I'm like, you have Juju Smith Schuster, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. And you with, choose with those that? three guys, you should be scoring like 40 points every single yeah. week. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't understand. I'm just like, they're like trying to they overcomplicate it, looks like. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. I don't know. And it's, it's I think, weird. you know, yeah. The good news for Steelers fans is that it like it's over now. You know, there's no more pressure. Like you're still in a really good spot. You're still going to win your division. So now you can just kind of breathe a little bit. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's move on to our Week 14 preview. Mm. Um. So first game, obviously Vikings at Bucks. Um. It's a noon game. It's the game of the week for Fox. We have the their A plus crew. Oh, uh, dude, you don't get to crew. play Tom Brady at night. You have to play him during the um, day when he's awake. So, so he is uh, Tampa's six and a half point favorite. I think that's pretty generous. Um, although I guess there's only one game between, and teams are kind of. Tr- I guess you could argue that we're trending in opposite directions. Over under is fifty one and a half. Um. This, this is Tampa is off gonna the bye, too, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's Tom off the bye after losing a couple, like four or five or whatever it was, or three or four or something. Um, I think we're 0-5 against Tom Brady. Do we have a um, heat check on Antonio Brown's feet? Did he do anything stupid during the bye week, or is he still I don't know. I'm, fully operational? I, this game is going to be won in, as most Vikings games in the trenches. If they get pressure... And they, if our offensive line plays like they did last week, I I pray for Kirk. And that, like, see, I, that's the thing where I I think that's what's going to come down to. I think you're right that uh, their their pass rush is really good, and your pass protection uh, is has, not. Has, it's it's yeah, it's it's been much better um, this year. Like, I don't know. I I think last week was a no show because like in our win streak. They've they've kept Kirk upright and like he's done a great job of buying time um, and extending plays, which is something that we hadn't really seen, especially in his first year. Last year, he did a little bit more this year. I think he's done a little bit better or a much better job at it. Um, I I just hope that they don't because the Bucks have a very, very good run defense. I think it's like the best in the league. I think it has it now been for like three years. Right. Um, yes. Their past defense has been very, very suspect in the last month so mm-hmm. we just need to continue to let kirk throw the ball i think let justin jefferson and Adam Thielen be involved get cooked to get dalvin involved in the pass game i, I don't know and on the flip side of it we need pressure we absolutely need pressure because you cannot blitz tom brady because he'll pick you apart you have to win pressure with your front four in order to, to have a chance otherwise he'll pick you apart he's supposed to so, and I worry with our young corners against their th- talented receivers. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do with I'm, this game either, because it's like, what happens when a force you hate meets an object you hate? Like, I, I don't know how to feel 
about it. Like, who do I want? Well, I, like, I want like is, a thousand we interceptions. We win this game. We 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 flop wild cards. We're all of a sudden in the sixth spot, and so you know, um, yeah, I I'm less scared as I was in October about this mm-hmm. game. So uh, that being said, still terrified. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I'm glad it's a noon game. I'm very glad it's a noon game. I I feel like you should want it to be prime time, but no, not Vikings. Vikings in prime time has not been too kind to me. See, here's the flip side of what I said before, though. If the Vikings lose, you know that that will be sad for you. If the Vikings win, I I just get to say that Tom Brady sucks. So I like you can't win this because you'll have to listen to me say that next week. Unless it's like a shootout and Brady. Defense lets him down. Then it's like a super issue with the Eagles. Um, we'll, see. we'll see. All right. The next one, obviously, Packers at Lions. Uh, Green Bay, seven and a half point favorite, over under 55. I, the only I am thing so I can glad. S- uh, sorry. Say what you were saying, then I'll, I'll drop my take on you. Yeah. Just the only thing I'm not, you know, the only thing I have is the Lions firing Patricia. Mm-hmm. They won last week with Darren Bevel. Maybe they do what the Falcons did, and they play much better than they did when they go in their interim. I don't know. I, I think really that's every single that. team this year. I could be wrong, but I think that's every single team that's fired their head coach has won the next week. And mm-hmm. so what I was about to say is I'm so glad they didn't fire Patricia a week later because, right. you know, whatever. I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of kidding, but I'm also like mostly not. There's yeah. something about your head coach being fired. Maybe it's like a game plan thing where they're just like, I have no idea what's going to happen next. And I don't know. But I think, I mean, the Lions did not look good last week. It was kind of like them and the Bears were seeing who could lose that game the hardest. Yeah. And I'm not worried. Having said that, I never feel secure. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. I hope that there should be a healthy helping of Adrian or DeAndre Swift or whatever. I mean, what is going on with DeAndre Swift? What did, they, what did he do to the organization? Why don't they like him? Dude, like, no, no, no. He got a concussion very... and then like he cleared the protocol and they still didn't play him last week. And Adrian Peterson said in some interview, he's like, yeah, it's like really sad. Like he's, he's like a different person. So I think he has like actual like, Head drop onset CTE. Yeah, like, like on like CTE first. He, re- season. he returned to he returned to practice today. So okay, well, um, I mean that's good. Maybe but I don't know. I don't know. It just see? it seems like he had some sort of real significant concussion. You know, he he didn't just have like a a normal concussion. He had like a like a big concussion. I think hot seat is Georgia running backs not staying healthy in the NFL. Like we got a history now of that. So. Not yeah, great. What, what a bunch of jerks. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. And then our game, there's a couple good ones that we could highlight, but um, Bengals, I think I'm just Cowboys. Stick with, I'm going to stick with Steelers Bills. Ah. Uh, Buffalo two and a half point favorite. Over under is only 46 and a half. I would smash that over. I would smash uh, the over and I would smash the Bills to win and cover. Yeah. I They only have to cover two and a half, but sure not that much of it i'm just i do both that that's all right that's what i'm that's what i'm trying I, I would to do i would agree i think the bills win this one um i do think the steelers put up a lot of points i just think the bills 
put up more. Josh Allen uh, looked quite good last week. We didn't really talk about that. Yeah, he looked good. He, you know, he had he, an excellent day, and he's had you know he's strung a couple performances together now where he's looked really nice. Even the loss to the Cardinals, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you know, should have been a win without the hail mary. So. Yeah, uh, Josh Allen. I, th- I think the Bills are getting hot at kind of the right time. They, yeah, they, they stumbled yeah. a little bit, you know, in kind of the middle of the season, but they are rolling right now. They look good. Um, another one, maybe. I mean, Ravens Browns. I think that could be interesting. Interesting that, that the Ravens are a one point favorite right now. See, um, I, that's weird to me, and I get it because when these two teams play each other the last time, you one. were like, "Oh, maybe the Browns could." Oh no, and it was thirty-eight yeah. to six. Having said that, I mean, I expect the Browns to probably win this game, and it's definitely going to be closer than 38-6. to Also, kudos to Kevin Stefanski for getting a fat man touchdown last week. Nice. That was cool. Um, wish you well. And my, yeah, you know, my, my, my longtime favorite Browns. I love them. Uh, I love also, them so much. preemptive congratulations to Kevin Stefanski for Coach of the Year. I, I, at this point, I don't know how, like, I guess him or Tomlin um, are right up there. But, I think I think Tomlin deserves like three retroactive ones for keeping uh, yeah. Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell on the same team and not killing each other mm. and having no drama whatsoever. But right, <laughs> yeah, Kevin Spansky, they they finally got a, a winner in it, coach. There. Um, yes, they did. All right, let's go in our two minute drill. All right, all right. We both have four. You um, want to start? I'll start this week. All right, all right. Ready, set, go. Who's the best NFC East team? Uh, the Giants. Nice. Wow. Our offense is a little bit with, better. With, we'll with, th- even without D. Jones? Um, without D. Jones, it's very close. I might still give it to the Giants, but uh, with D. Jones, it's Giants. Okay. Uh, is Wentz ever a starter again, Philly or elsewhere? Yes, I think so. Okay. Uh... Did the Steelers get exposed? Um, I think they did to a degree. I'm not saying they're a bad team, but they have holes, and everyone knows where those are now. <sighs> are the Steelers in trouble? We really gotta, we gotta go over these. Okay, uh, we just gotta cover like what we what we're, we're asking yeah. around. <laughs> um, not in trouble, obviously. For I mean, they they're not gonna be in trouble for like playoffs. I think they will win a playoff game. But they will be definitely in trouble if they come across like a Bill, the Bills, or the Chiefs, mm-hmm. or maybe even a Titans in the playoffs. Titans on a good day. Um, yeah, Titans on a good day. Depends on what Titans you get. Does Drew Brees coming back? Because uh, apparently he's on pace to be coming back soon. Does him coming back help or actually hurt the Saints right now? I think it hurts him. I think Ooh. that he's a much better thrower of the football. Having said that, I think it's. You know, it's kind of a like we were talking about with Carson Wentz, like the mobility in today's NFL is just so huge. And yeah. I mean, Taysom isn't a bad thrower; he's an excellent runner. The offense gets more dynamic. They finally figured out a way to get Kamara involved again with Taysom because he's kind of last couple of weeks he hasn't had a ton to do with Taysom, but this last week he did. So I think that they're clicking right now. And I don't know; they won't be a bad team if Brees comes back, but I do not. No, if it's an upgrade, it's definitely murky. Mm. Uh, does Gardner start again this season or next season, or what? What, what happens with that with that boy? 
Um, I think Gardner Minshew because he's healthy. Is he's going, been healthy. I think he's going to have a Ryan. He's the he's the next coming of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ooh, and I, I like think that. he's going to be around in our hearts and on our televisions for a very long time. <laughs> he will give us that that Minshew mania magic. Um, and every now and then it's like he's like Haley's comet. Mm-hmm. You know, you see it every. It, you, if you catch a glimpse of it, it's, it's breathtaking. He's 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 but, like the you know, he's like the last fleeting. Airbender. You know, he's like this. He's like yeah. our generation's Avatar, and he's on the yeah. He's, he's on the floor it's, it's fleeting. You know, yeah. he's a fleeting moment, and it's just cherish <laughs> it when it's here, and remember it when it's not. You know, I like it. What's wrong with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks offense? <sighs> that is a good question. And I'm really not sure because, like, I don't see any. I don't see any problems. You know, Russell Wilson is a good quarterback. Check, DK and uh, Lockett. I'm blanking. Lockett. Yeah, the, who's the number two on that team? Lockett is. Uh, the, 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 I mean, the excellent receivers. Uh, Carson, competent running back. Uh, you know, coaching. I don't think you have any issues there. No. I think they need to. I, I think there's some issue with the balance between run and pass. You know, the season started with let Russ cook, and I think they need to pull back from that a little bit because I, I just don't think that they're, you know, playing people honestly. I think they're still in that cooking mentality. So that that's that's where I think it's a it's a play calling balance issue. Mm. Um, let's see. On a scale from one to ten, one being not at all, and ten being very. Uh, how surprised are you that Vontez Perfect was arrested on a battery charge in Nevada this week? What uh, what was ten was extremely ten, ten was very and one yes. and one was not at all. Um, negative. Can I go negative? <laughs> yes, you can. You can <laughs> like, go negative. Yes, I, I, negative infinity sign. Like I'm, I, I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm actually I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. My eyebrows so have never moved up less than when I read that headline. No, I think my eyebrows actually went down. I was like, wait, <laughs> he wasn't already in prison. Like I just, <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, you know, okay, that's yeah, the news. Great. That works. Uh, two minutes. <laughs> All right. So. I think that that thoroughly covered week 13 and previewing week 14. Um, as I alluded to last week, uh, if you saw me promoting this episode, last week's episode, where Kevin and I are kind of some talks, some exciting news. I'm not going to say anything yet, but things are in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, it's exciting about that. But um Again, this has been the third and front football podcast of our week 13 recap and week 14 preview. I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, final words. Uh, Eat a dick, Greg Williams. Nice! <laughs>